Well, good morning, people of God. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm digging this little, like, uh, cooler morning. This was nice. A little refreshing. Yeah. that's I wore my sweater just to uh, get the cold air to come in a little more for all of us. There is something seriously wrong with you, my friend. I'm You're just, just say that now. It's been seven years, Mark. You're just finding this out now. <laughs> that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's wrong with me. All right. With all that said, you know, here's the deal. Uh, the fun thing about Easter, and I've shared this before, is that it's not just a a one day thing. We actually get fifty days of it, and today is the last Sunday in the season of Easter. So if I say Jesus is risen, you're going to say Jesus is alive, right? Jesus is risen. See, even I don't remember right now. I, it's been a long weekend. We'll be celebrating Holy Communion, so hopefully as you came in, you received your communion kit, or if you're at home with us, uh, you can take out some bread and some grape juice or wine following our sermon today. Uh, and just a couple of quick announcements. If you weren't here on Friday, you missed an amazing concert put on by our praise band, Hearts on Fire. Woo! And I'll just say this, you do not want to miss the next one. It was a very worshipful and uh, just lively, I mean, we were all dancing up here, all my boys were here, it was, it was amazing, we had a great time. So, make sure you don't miss the next one, which we will do again. Uh, we started a Bible study on the book of Ruth, if you are interested, you are welcome to either join us in person, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock, uh, or online, there will be a video posted. So, uh, it's four weeks on the book of Ruth. Uh, finally, let's just do this. Before we continue any farther this morning, uh, let's just take a moment right now, wherever you're at, and just close your eyes, okay? No sleeping, but just take a couple of deep breaths. I think that's important that we do this from time to time. A lot of times, especially mornings, can be hectic. There's a lot of stuff going on. Maybe there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives right now with work or with stuff coming up or things that we've just completed. And just take some really deep breaths. Fill your lungs up so much that it starts to feel like they're going to burst, right? Take a deep breath. Today's message, we're going to talk a bit more about peace. And I think that's something that we yearn for all the more, right? And sometimes we can experience just a taste of it when we calm everything down and take some deep breaths and just be present. So that's my prayer for you this morning in worship, that you are able to, to let everything else go for this morning. What you know, what will come after church will come. Let it come later. Okay, for right now, this is our moment to be with God, to be with one another, and just be present. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Bountiful God, you gather your people into your kingdom and you promise us food from your tree of life. Nourish us with your word that empowered by your spirit we may love one another and this world that you have made. 
Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Once again, we are going to jump right into our Bible reading for today. It comes to us from the book of John, the 14th chapter, starting in verse 23. I invite you to follow along on the screen. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word. And my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the, Holy, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled And do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm pretty sure I could spend an entire year preaching on just these seven verses that I read to you this morning. I mean, we could talk about love. We could talk about what it means to keep God's Word, about this whole Advocate Holy Spirit thing and what all that means, about having troubled hearts and living with fears, about the issue of of rejoicing and believing through signs. We could spend a very long time this morning, but don't worry, I won't. So what I found is that when a passage is this big to chew on, it's good to kind of narrow it down a bit, to focus on one key verse or a key phrase that brings it all together. And in this case, I was hit right between the eyes with the two interconnected verses. The first is this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I don't know about you, but when I hear Jesus talking about peace, I kind of have that, that sense of, of just a sigh, right? Of, of, oh boy, that would be nice. Maybe a little sense of expectation. Oh, I can't wait to have a piece of that. And I'm thinking it's good for us to, to dig into this a little bit. How is it that we understand peace? And what is exactly the peace that Jesus is offering to us today? So let's start with this question. Uh, when you think of having peace, what comes to mind? Shout something out. Calm. Okay, what else? What's that? No anxiety. Yes. Lack of conflict. Yes. Sleep. (laughs) Yes. We need more peace in the Parker household if it's about sleep. Yes. Serenity. That's a great word as well. Any others that come to mind when you think of having peace? 
Hope? Help. Health? Yes, that too. A lot of times, I think too often, we think of peace as simply uh, of the end or the lack of conflict, right? Uh, uh, and clearly an end of violence is good. Many of us have prayed for peace in the, the Middle East or now uh, in the Ukraine, right? We've prayed for peace in, in Detroit and in our neighborhoods. We've prayed for peace in our families, maybe even in ourselves, But the peace Jesus offers is so much more than the absence of something negative. It has its own presence to it. When someone says they're feeling at peace, for instance, they're talking more than just an absence of conflict and really more about a a, a sense of wholeness, right? Even rightness, maybe a sense of harmony with those persons or things around them. I'm talking about the kind of peace that brings contentment, even fulfillment, a a sense that in this moment one is basking in God's pleasure. I mean, how many of you this morning desire that kind of peace? Put your hands up. Amen. And how many of you out there find that that kind of peace is elusive or hard to find? Amen. And here's the kicker. Jesus today tells us that this kind of peace can come even amid hardship, even amid struggle, and even in the face of conflict in our lives. Say, what? Now before you think that's crazy, let's look at when Jesus is talking about and handing out this peace to his disciples and now to us. In John 14, we are literally right back to Maundy Thursday, just like we were last week, right? So this is before Jesus is to be handed over, to be tried, and then to be executed and crucified on the cross. All of that is about to happen, and what's more is that Jesus knows it's about to happen. In the midst of that, Jesus has a sense of peace, and he's offering it to his loved ones. Can you imagine that moment, knowing that you're about to go through the worst time of your life and then experience the worst form of punishment and death known to mankind, and in the midst of that, being willing to say, I'm going to give you my peace. This peace is a gift of God, something we experience most deeply when we give over to God a certain amount of control of all the things that we are feeling, all the things that we're stressed about, our anxieties. Not that we give up responsibility, but rather we recognize that there are limits to what we can affect or achieve on our own. And sensing those limits, we place ourselves, our loved ones, our fortunes, our our future in God's hands. Just curious, throughout these past, I don't know, a couple years, throughout this pandemic, how many of you at any given time felt completely overwhelmed or you felt like a, a failure as a spouse or a parent or as a coworker as a, or as a friend? How many of you people experienced that? Yes, right? If I could lift five hands, yes. I can't count how many times I read on Facebook people trying to help each other through forgiveness and encouragement to let things go, that it's okay to not be okay. How often did we hear that? That it's better to lighten the load. 
Well, that's just a taste of what Jesus is talking about this morning. Just a taste of what he desires for you to experience. To experience peace even during your most difficult days. Jesus asks in the book of Matthew, Can any of you, by worrying, add a single day to your life? Does fear or anxiety offer anything good in return? If not, then give it over. Right? Give it over to God. Give it to someone who actually can do something about it. And when we do that, God in response gives us this beautiful, amazing gift called peace. A peace that allows us to lift our gaze from the troubles that overwhelm us and see the incredible gifts that God gives to us, right? Our family, our friends, our other opportunities, the other blessings in our lives. When we start to do that, I think we we get a taste of peace, of contentment, of wholeness. Which brings me to the second part of this passage, rather the second half of this verse. Jesus begins by saying, uh, uh, My peace... I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And then says, I do not give to you as the world gives. And that's important for us to recognize here as well. Because I have to wonder what exactly this world does give us. If anything at all, I mean, all too often you see the, world, the rules of the world are you need to earn anything which is worthwhile. You need to look out for yourself. There's simply not enough to go around. You and I are in constant competition with all the other scarce resources. And if you're not sure if that's the message of the world, just you wait for our next election cycle when you will hear over and over, whether it's debates or political ads, exactly what we are missing and lacking to inspire and instill the fear of God in you. From what the world offers, peace is at best a little break. A break from the hustle of everyday life, a break from the the competition that we are constantly running, from the constant need to compete, secure, hoard, and protect. All too often we settle for this kind of false sense of peace where we find ourselves overwhelmed again before we know it. I know I have over and over again, especially throughout this pandemic. But Jesus says, I give differently. The peace that I have isn't the peace that the world has to offer. You don't have to earn this kind of peace. You don't compete for it with no expectation of return, only given. Maybe given in the hope that, that as you experience it, you're willing to share a piece of it with someone else. Dear ones, the reason this kind of peace has been so elusive for us and hard for us to find is that we're looking in the wrong places. I think the the largest growing section of Barnes & Nobles right now is the self-help section. There are so many books that we try to figure ourselves out or, or our parenting or you name it, right? Telling us how to do things. Or we, we look to pills or, or to substances. We, we look to TVs to binge watch so that we can avoid and escape reality. 
But the world can't give what the world doesn't have. God's peace is something you're not going to find in the world. You can only receive it from God. A great visual, okay? Everyone kind of put your hands like this, okay? Ball, ball up your hands like a fist, okay? Here's the deal about our lives. When we are so concerned about losing what we have, when we are more concerned about keeping what we think we need to keep, whether it be control or, or our fortune or our whatever, right? When we are squeezing so hard and we're anxious and we're worried and all that about what we might lose, guess what? Nothing can get in. You notice that? Only when we open our hands. I mean, you can even feel the tension, right? Just holding, like that hurts after a little while. Welcome to our lives. When we are so balled up with our concerns and our worries, it starts to hurt and we don't even recognize it. So here's the invitation today that we open up our hands. Yes, that means some of those things will escape. Hopefully, it's our anxieties and worries. Amen? At the same time, when we have open hands, we can also receive. Things can get in. May that be our mantra this week. That amidst all the things that we are worried about, anxious about, scared about, afraid about, whatever, that we you know, envision us opening our lives to God and experiencing some of that to go away. At the same time, experiencing God's peace coming in. So the big question for all of you today, what do you need to let go of? What are you holding on to right now so tightly that you're afraid to to lose or, I don't know, what needs to be let go? What feelings, what, what things, what people, what experiences do you need to open your hands to and, and to give over to God? Because the promise that Jesus offers today is that when you do that, when you can release and trust that God won't let you down, you'll find freedom. And in the midst of that freedom, you will experience peace. So before we close, let's just, let's just practice this a little bit, okay? Again, close your eyes. Okay? Spend a moment with me. Think about whatever it is that has been on your plate lately, anything that has, you know, kind of taken hold or, or taken captive of your heart, of your, your thinking, what's drawing you away from being content, being one with God. Name that thing in your mind or those things, or those people, those whatever. And let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today hearing your word and hearing the offer of peace. Oh, Lord, there are, are just there's so many of us right now that, that desire and yearn for a taste of the peace that only you can offer. A peace that allows us to, to just let go and let God. Peace that allows us to know that no matter what we are up against or, or dealing with or, or struggling through, Lord, that you are with us. And because of that, 
we can still be content. We can still feel right with you, with our neighbors, with our loved ones. So Father, I ask that you send your Spirit to give us the courage to hand these things over to you. Because we know you're big enough. You can handle all of this. And allow us to learn how to let go and to trust even more in you. May that be our experience this week moving forward. That it draws us closer to you and to one another. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's children say, Amen. People of God, may you receive this peace in a new way today and in this week to come. And as you experience the new love and the new freedom and this new peace, may you dare to share it with those around you. Amen? Amen. Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to the God of resurrection for the church, for people in need, and for all of creation. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with here our prayer. Let us pray. God of new life, open your church to the unexpected ways your spirit is at work. Guide bishops, pastors, deacons, and lay leaders in their visioning, partnership, and planning. Surround us all with your peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give a vision of increase and abundant harvest for farmers, laborers, and gardeners who are beginning their growing season. Join their efforts with the goodness of creation to feed all living things. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Shine your light of wisdom and peace among nations. When those in power seek to assert dominance over others, confound their ways and make them yield to your humble authority. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Give safe haven to those seeking healing, liberation, or peace, especially those we name now, either silently or out loud. Cindy, Jane. Create places filled with hospitality where hurting people find your loving presence and wholeness. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Uphold the work of ministries and organizations in our community who assist people experiencing homelessness, citizens returning from prison, and all marginalized people. Accomplish your will through their efforts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and in faith as we now pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to take out your communion kits, or for those of you joining us at home, to take out your bread and your wine or grape juice as we prepare ourselves, our hearts, and our very souls to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. I invite you to peel back your wafer. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, 
He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in God's good grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, it's important that we ask for your financial assistance today. None of our ministries and amazing work that God does through King of Kings is possible without your help. Every little bit makes a profound difference. So whether you're online and watching, you can mail, or, or at the end of our uh, service, there's a little QR code, or uh, on the buckets on your way out today. Every little bit makes a profound difference in how we can care for God's people. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Amen indeed. Woo! With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.